Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Yeah, but this morning I want to continue as I, as you know that missions is my journey. Missions is my life and, and, and because um, you are church who actually support us as missionaries as well, missions is your journey. Missions is your life. And not just with us, but what you are doing, but what I just heard, what Adam was sharing about the youth. You know, it's all, it's all missions. You know, the, the, the food programs, you know, the stuff that you do, it's all got to do with missions. You know, we do missions here, we do missions overseas, you know, we do missions everywhere. But I, you know, I, someone, every time I go through something, every time I'm looking for answers, I go to the Bible, but I go to a specific place in the Bible. You know, some people go to Psalms when they feel down or something like that because they're trying to um, relate to David or sing a Psalm or something like that. I go to Genesis chapter 1. You know, because Genesis chapter 1 brings everything into perspective for me. It explains my whole reason for being here. You know, it, it lifts me up, you know. It gives me, it reminds me about what God has done. So I want you to turn, if you have a Bible with me, to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to start there today. You know, um, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. He says, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over all creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female. He created them. Now this is very important. Then God blessed them. And he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves in the earth. And those are the three things that I want us to focus on this morning. First of all, we were made in the image of God. And we were made to reflect Him here on earth. What is an image? An image is a reflection, isn't it? I look in the mirror, I see myself, that's my image. And you are made in the very image of God. He said, let us, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We are made in the likeness of God, you know. And so we shall be like God. And that is why when Satan tried to deceive Eve, or he did, he said, like, you will be like God, which is a lie, because she was already like God. In other words, everything that's within God is given to us. And the other important thing is that, and if you've never felt blessed, you are blessed. You are so blessed. You see, blessing is not about how much we have, how much wealth we have, or how much we have. Blessing is because God said, I am blessed. I am made in his image, and I am made in his likeness, and I am blessed by God. So I want you to know this morning that you are blessed, and you can be a blessing. You are blessed. You know. And every time when I go through something, I come back to the revelation that, hey, I am blessed. God has blessed me. In times when I was hungry in Madagascar on mission trips and I didn't have food, I would tell myself, I am blessed because I'm alive. You know, I've only been hungry for five days. There's been other people have been hungry for ten days. And it lifts me to a perspective to understand that I am blessed. 
Unless I have the understanding that I am blessed, I can never do anything. Because God has blessed me. And he gave us dominion. He gave us rulership. He blessed us with dominion over the earth. And so, what is our purpose? Our purpose is to reflect the glory of God upon this earth. Is to show God's glory because why he who is glorious has made me. Our purpose is to have dominion over this earth. You see, everybody, everywhere I look, they say the world is getting darker and darker. I'm saying, no, the world is getting better and better. Yes, there's more slaves today than there was 2,000 years ago. But there's also more Christians today than there was 2,000 years ago. There's more murders and wars today than there was 2,000 years ago. But the church is bigger than it was 2,000 years ago. All we need to do is step into the blessing and receive that blessing and fulfill the very purpose that God has given us to have dominion and to subdue. And to have dominion is to have dominion over everything. So he gave us dominion. You see, the other thing is God gave it to us with a choice. He gave it to us whether we want to rule or not want to rule. Whether we want to have dominion or not want to have dominion, he gave it to us. Now, he made other things like animals and trees. Did you know that human beings are the only creation of God that can rebel against God? <laughs> we are the only creation that can be disobedient. There's no tree that's ever been disobedient. The tree just stands there and it just grow. I mean, Zanel loves gardening. She gave me some tips about grass. I've done it about five times. I've got more wheat than grass, Zanel. It's not working. I, I don't know. Maybe it's my hands or something. I throw it wrong. But you, love, you like gardening, don't you? Do you have trees? Who's just no fruit trees? Who's got fruit trees? You've got fruit trees. What kind of fruit trees do you have? Oranges. Do you talk to them? To the tree? Come on, I know why people talk to trees. They talk to plants and trees. Jesus did it as well, so that's okay. You don't have to talk to him. Have you ever come into the garden one day and the orange trees decided to, to, to bear apples? They just went like, I am tired of oranges every season. Today, I'm going to produce apples. I've never seen anything like that. The trees just grow. If it's an orange tree, it will always be an orange tree. It's obedient. It's, it, it, it cannot rebel. If you plant an orange tree, he will be an orange tree. He cannot even cut himself down. And decide, I don't want to be in this garden anymore. I'm going to move to the neighbor's garden. I think that's what happened to my grass. You're like, this guy is just messing it up. We're going to move next door. But we are the only creation on the face of the earth that can rebel against God and can be disobedient. But we are the only creation that he gives rulership and ownership to. But, you know, we have given that away. You know, we, and we continue to give that away. I love Psalm chapter 8 from verse 3 to 6. He says this, David, when I consider the heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you made him a little lower than angels, and you crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand, and you have put all things under his feet. Is that good news? You see, David, he comes back a few thousand years later, and he gets the same revelation what happened in the Garden of Eden. 
He says, you've made them low, just a little bit lower than angels. You are mindful of them. You visit them. You know, you crowned human beings with glory and honor. In other words, we were crowned with glory and honor to produce glory in earth, to bring glory unto him. That is why Jesus says, let your light shine so others may see and your father in heaven be glorified. Corinthians chapter 3 says, we will go from glory to in other words, we were, we were born to bring glory unto him. In other words, he who is glorious is within me. And every time I do something out there, every time I come against the enemy, every time I see someone get saved or give someone a cup of water, I bring glory unto him. I go from glory to glory. Every time I step into the purpose of what God has for my life, I bring glory unto God. There is glory because his crown is with the glory. And here's the thing. He has put all things under our feet. But the thing is that we need to position ourselves to make sure that those things are under our feet. Now what does this have to do with, with, with missions? This got everything I'm telling you right now is God's purpose for us that we will have dominion. That we will see the glory of God fill the earth. The reason why we have missionaries, the reason why we have church is to fill the earth with God's glory. The reason why there is a church is to see other people get saved and tell them about Jesus. That is the very reason why we exist as a church. We don't just exist to worship. We were called to work. We were called to have dominion. And yes, we do all these other wonderful things, but there is more to it. There is more to it. And God allows us to be part of this. And I believe that he is going to place everything under our feet. Because he's already done it. But you see... Sometimes we come and we sub least to Satan because there's two things we can do. We can heal to God or we can heal to the enemy. And this is where faith comes in. Faith allows us to heal to God, to trust more to God. If we don't have faith, we trust more in the enemy, in our, in our flesh. And so we've got all, we're constantly going through these choices as you are going through this month, this month, as you are going through right now, as you are thinking, do I heal to God with my finances and trust him? Or do I heal to my flesh? Which way will I go? Do I trust God or do I trust what I see? Do I trust God that he is bigger or do I trust myself in my own strength? You see, if we trust in our own strength, then we sing all these songs for nothing. If we trust in our own strength, then we can sing until we're blue in the face. I look to the mountain, where does my strength come from? Because it's only words. That words that they haven't registered our heart yet. But if we trust God, that comes in our every single day life. God wants to place the enemy under our authority. God wants to give us authority over these things that's going on over this world. But we have to stand together as the body of Christ and say, enough is enough. But I am going to commit myself to see the task being finished. Now you can live your whole life and not be part of the task. And that's okay. But I want to be part of the task because I want to be obedient unto God. I have been given a choice and I make that choice to be obedient. You see, when God created man, sin was already there because Satan was there. Death was already there. And God still today gives us the choice. He's not going to force and say, you have to do this. Nobody forced me into missions. Even when I want to become a missionary, I was told I cannot become a missionary because I'm black. I had to walk from church to church and they told me, no, you cannot be a missionary. You need this degree and that degree and look, people like you are the mission field. And I had the choice, will I yield to the words of men and to the flesh and to my insecurity and my inferiority? I had to make a choice. I've got no money. I've, I've come from a poor area. 
I will never ever go to the nations. But I said, no, I will listen to God. No man will tell me what I can do and I cannot do. And up till today, I say to people, my finances will not determine what I do. I make decisions before we have the money. I, when we decided to buy the property in, in Plumpton, I just looked at the man when they said they want $3 million. I said, yes. I did not have $3 on my name. I said, yes. And then I went and I prayed and God asked God, God, what do you say? He said, like, you did the right thing, but you said yes for too many. So tell them $2.4 million. And so I went back to him and said, like, I know you guys want $3 million, but God said $2.4 million. And give us two years. You can't get the money now. You have to wait two years for that money. And the rest is history. We did not have the money. But it was a faith promise. Get what I'm saying here? When God called us to come down to Sydney from Brisbane in 2006, never told you this, but Tan and I got in a lot of trouble. Both our, for some reason, both our credit cards got fraud. That's why I never again American Express, because they don't pay the money back. <laughs> and we found ourselves in a $20,000 debt. And the more I was trying to get out of debt, the more I was going into debt. Ever been in that place? You try and you try and you fall into debt even more. Until God said to me, I want you to take your last money and buy this computer program. I know nothing about computers. And then I want you to, 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 so to tell someone and tell them you want to sell them this program. And then said, are you crazy? And we had to go. That was around about November. And we were supposed to move to Sydney in May or April. It was November 2006. And we made it, and I went to our leaders in Wyoming. I said to them, like the Lord said to me, that I cannot move to Sydney unless I pay my debt off. And that was a stupid thing to do. And they said, the Lord is right. You cannot move to Sydney and start another ministry with $20,000 debt. You are out of your mind. That is not good stewardship. And so I walked for days and for weeks like a little puppy dog, not knowing what to do. And the Lord said, suddenly Lord said, buy this program. And I bought this program. I went to this girl. It's from a place called, I think it's Emerald up north in Queensland. And said, like, why didn't you come and show my brothers this program? Maybe they're interested. So they flew me up to that little town and I get there. I open up my computer. My computer don't work. I cannot show them the program. My computer freeze for a whole day. And I had like tried three meetings with them. Every time we get together, the thing worked and I get to them and then my computer freezes. And eventually they said, sorry, mate. We're not interested anymore. And they gave me a $100 check for my, for my time. And I remember going back that night and laying in bed and saying, God, what is this? I've done everything. I've taken our last $1,000 that could have gone towards the $20,000 and I've put it into something that freezes all the time. It does not work. The next day I got on the plane and... Um, they gave me a thank, thank you letter, an envelope with a $100 check in, and I open it and I sit in the little back of the plane, and there's a $100 check in there. I said, Thank you. And just as the plane, before the plane takes off, I look just again, you know, like, because I'm still happy with a $100 check, you know, make, making sure it's not a $10 check, it's a $100 check. And another check falls out with another note, $4,000 check. And the note says, If you want to roll with the big boys and buy yourself a Mac, look pro. 
And so I was happy about the $4,000, but man, it's designated money. Kansas, you gotta be obedient when people give you money. They say buy a Mac, you buy a Mac. You don't go and buy a car. And I was just sitting there reflecting, I was like, God, you've got some sense of humor. I could have used this $4,000 towards my debt, and now I've got to buy a Mac. And as the plane takes off, the Holy Spirit said to me, look again. And I, underneath, in the back of the envelope, behind her, another note, is just a note that says, thank you, with a $20,000 check. That's the God that we serve. I wept all the way home, all the way from the airport to the house. I wept. There's something about faith. There's something about being obedient unto God. And I can tell story after story about the faithfulness of God. You see, God wants to do things through you. We were created for good things. But we have to have faith. And how do we have faith? Here's the thing. In Luke chapter 17, the apostles, they asked Jesus this question. Verse 5, they says, And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. So the Lord said to them, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Pull up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. And he says, All you need is this little bit of faith. This little, you, it, it, it doesn't cost much. It's just about doing. Get what I'm saying, you guys? Because a lot of people ask me, like, oh, I want more faith. And I ask them, like, do you believe you have the Holy Spirit? Then you've got the gift of faith. <laughs> you've got the gift of faith. If you have the Holy Spirit, it's just a matter of, like, what do you do when it's small? And for them, it's a small thing. It's just like you just say to something, throw yourself in the ocean, and we'll do it. And sometimes we stop there, but here, and it continues. And I used to think, like, what does this have to do with faith? And in verse 7, and which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has, to, when he has come from home from the field, come at once and sit down and eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper, and gird yourself and serve me till I've eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded to him? I think not. So likewise, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. In other words, faith and faithfulness goes together. And so Jesus talks about faith, but then he talks about stewardship and faithfulness. And he says, like, faith is like this. I am just being faithful with the little that I am doing. I'm just being faithful with the duty that God has given me. You see, sometimes we think about faith as only to see blind eyes open and things like that. But faith is simply about just being faithful. You see, we've got guys going out every Wednesday and they give people groceries. And this Wednesday I was meeting this lady and she met me for the first time. She asked me, are you the leader? And I said, yes. And she's so excited. She's like, you know what? A month ago I came to this food program and I had this massive pain in my back. And I, and, 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 and I heard the story about this lady because I remember about a month ago, one of our 18-year-old boys, he came up to me and he said to me, Etienne, I want to see someone get saved. I've never led someone to the Lord. And I said, okay, go and tell someone about Jesus and ask him, do you want to accept Jesus? He said, is it that simple? I said, yes, Jesus is to be faithful. Just ask. And then they'll say yes or no. And if they say no, you go to the next one. Do you want to accept Jesus? 
And then you go to the next one. You tell them about Jesus. Do you want to accept Jesus? And so you go on until you find someone who gets saved today. He said, okay, wonderful. He said, okay, but one more thing. I want to see God do healings through me. I said, okay. You look for a sick person. You go up to that person this afternoon. You ask that person, are you sick? The person says, yes. You say, you put your hands upon that person, wherever the sickness is, if it's on the private parts, don't put it there. But any other part, I had to give instructions because some 18-year-olds can be, you know. You put it wherever the sickness is, and you say, be healed in Jesus' name. He says, is it that simple? He said, yes. He says, like, but what will make the person be healed? I said, Jesus, because you are faithful. Jesus, because you are stepping out in your faith. You don't have much faith, remember? You don't believe you can do it, but you believe Jesus can do it. That's what faith is. It's the same as we give. We don't believe, I don't believe I can do it, but I believe Jesus can do it <laughs> through me. That's my faith. My faith is not in what I have. My faith is in who I know. So he went out, and here I meet this lady. She says to me, a month ago, I was so sick. My back was aching, and this young American 18-year-old boy, he's, he's a, he's a wham, a wham, he's from, what do you guys call wham? He said, the why wham. You know, said, yeah, why wham? And he asked me, do I want to accept Jesus? But I was in so much pain, I couldn't say yes or no. But then I, he asked me, what's wrong? And I told him, and then he laid his hand on my back, and my back got instantly healed. I said, wow, and then what happened? He said, and then I gave my heart to Jesus, and now I'm a Christian. And I said, rejoice, like, hey, that's wonderful. And she said, and then a week later, I came back to the same place where they give the food, and I didn't have a job. And this young girl, she prayed with me for a job. And the next day, I got a job. And I got and at the school. And when I went to the school, it was the same team that do breakfast clubs for the kids at that school. And then they, and then they asked me, what's wrong? And so I, I said, I'm going to get kicked out of the country because my, my, my residency got denied. And they prayed for me, and the next week, my case was reversed, and I've got residency. It's very simple. And she's so excited, and asked me, what are you doing here right now? She says, now I just want to be around them because there's so much light around them. I've got a job, I am healed, I am safe, but I keep coming back now every week. This is some of the stuff that happens that you are part of. These are the things that you are part of. These are the things where we had, I don't know, almost 200 people got saved in Zimbabwe a month ago. Some of our teams, one meeting, steering people to the Lord. We've seen some revivals breaking out in India. People going to villages where the gospel has never been taken. And you are part of it. And so when we talk about faith in missions, when we're talking about giving into missions, it's not about the money. It is about what you see, the end result. It's about the outcome. It's about you believing for someone in the poor, for a little child in the poor. It's about you believing that that child can have education and clothes on the back. It's about you loving God so much that you receive the heart of the Father that you want to do for someone in the poor the same that you want to do for your child. Amen. That is what it's all about. It's about falling in love with the Father and say, God, whatever I have is yours. And I make myself available to be a blessing because right in the beginning, you said, I am blessed. And today, I want to fulfill that commitment. As you said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, you said, go and make disciples of all nations. You see, Jesus comes back and he brings the same thing that was said in Genesis. That we should fill the earth. We should multiply. We should have dominion. To have dominion is to have your foot over Satan. 
And we need to see many feet go around the world to put it over Satan. You see, we can stand still as a church and say the enemy is advancing. But I can tell you right now, I cannot give details, but we've got YWAMers talking with ISIS leaders who have given their hearts to the Lord right now in the Middle East. We are winning the battle. They are breaking down. We've got YWAMers leading them to the Lord. We've got bases. We've got a base in, 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 in the north part of Nigeria, which is a rehabilitation center for Boko Haram former military people. And guess what is the rehabilitation program? A discipleship training school. What we run on a monthly basis. And we've had about 300 Boko Haram young people coming and surrendering themselves. It's scary, they say, when you go there. I've met with them in England. You know, like, they show me, I was shot here, I was shot there, I was shot there. I've raped so many women, and now I'm a missionary in England. There's another stuff that God is doing around the world. So God is with us. He wants us to have dominion. But will we be faithful in that thing? Will we be faithful in stepping out and say, Lord, I want just want to become what you have already created me. I want to step into that image area. I want to be like you, Jesus. You, you did say that I will do greater things than you. And the body of Christ today, I advance further and further. As long as we are alive, you and I, it means Christ is the hope for the nations. And that hope comes to you and me. I want to pray for us this morning, so why don't you stand with me quickly? You know, being part of missions is being part of something greater than us. And sometimes we, as missionaries, we fail to, to tell you what God is doing in a big way. You know, we fail to communicate all the great things that you are part of. But it's not about just being part of something. It is our duty. It is our calling. It is our destiny to be part of it. And sometimes Satan robs us from the greater things. And it makes us... Locked and trapped in the smaller day-to-day -day life things. They forget that, man, I'm part of something great in Nepal. I'm part of changing lives. God has blessed me and he's done this in my life. Sometimes we forget about certain things that God is doing in Afghanistan. We're like, I'm part of that. I've sowed into that. But not because of me, but because I love the Father. You see, our love reflects those things. Our love reflects certain things that we do. I love my wife, that's why every now and then I buy her flowers, not enough. But because I love her, it reflects what I do for her. Because I love her, it reflects me making a cup of tea. And it's, and it's the other way around. Not so much for me, but I'm just kidding, it's much more for me, but I'm, I forget. But this morning, I want you to just to think for a moment. To come back to it. His image, his likeness. His blessing, His authority, Satan under our feet. And will you make with me a commitment today, refresh a commitment in saying that I'm His image, I'm in His likeness, I carry the glory of God, Satan is under my feet. And out of it, 
I want to commit to see the glory of God fill the earth. I want to take dominion back. We have subleased to Satan for too long. We have subleased to the enemy for too long. That's why I love what these kids are going to do next Friday, praying, because for too long we've subleased our schools to the enemy. But let's take back dominion. Let's take back authority. Let's take our rightful place as the body of Christ. Because Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. No, we will push back the gates of hell. And so, Father, we come before you today, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for this wonderful church, Lord. And Lord, I thank you, Father, that they are not just a church that just want to be for themselves, but a church that believes in the greater call, Father, in the great commission, Lord. A church that truly believes, Father, that, and truly desires to see Revelation 7 verse 9. They did say, and after, after this, a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, language, and tongue, standing before the throne of God, that we are part of that, but we want to see that happen, Lord. And these people will stand with white robes and they will cry out, salvation belongs to our Lord. And Father, I pray, Father, as they have come and they've committed themselves to see salvation go to the nations, Lord, that you will give them strength, Father, that you will come, Father, and impart your spirit into them like never before in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will pour out, Father, your heart, Father, into the hearts of this church, Father, like never before, Father, with a great love and a passion, Father, to see salvation goes to every person and every creature, Lord, until that they will not rest, Father, that there will be a way at night praying, Father, walking in this praying, Father, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Lord, that Jesus Christ is Lord, Father. I pray that it will truly become the passion, that it will truly become the calling and the purpose, Father, that will drive this church, Father, to see, Father, the nations come to know you, Lord. And Lord, I pray, Father, that it will be expressed with, not only with that, Father, but in everything that they do, Father. As they come this month, Father, and they are praying about this faith giving and things like that, Father, I pray that you will come, Lord, and release, Father, your supernatural faith, Father, even if it's the size of a mustard seed, Father, but give them the strength, Lord, to be obedient and to be faithful with what you've given them, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the outcomes, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us, Lord. What is man that you are mindful of him, Lord? We had just a little lower than the angels, Lord. But yet, Father... We thank you that each and everyone here today has been crowned with glory, has been crowned with honor, Father, and has been crowned with the authority to have dominion under their feet, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, even as they go through personal things in life, Father, we declare right now that every struggle, every problem, Father, is under their feet in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the cross where Satan has been defeated and you have triumphed, Lord. You have triumphed, Father. And this is why we worship you, Lord. Because you are alive. And I thank you for the resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Dot org.